This is the Black TV Show Podcast, hosted by Miriam Temeskin. Hi, welcome back with another episode of A Different World. And today we are dealing with money trouble. <laughs> uh, that's basically what's happening with this episode. So, this is episode 77, A Different World, season 1, episode 2, the pilot, I would say episode, but it's called pilot. Uh, This episode aired October 1st, 1987. This aired the same day as The Cosby Show, season 4, episode 2, Theo Gates. And so, this is... um, not the original pilot. This is the this episode is the second pilot produced for the show. The original pilot was filmed and scrapped, but eventually would air as the season finale title "My Dinner with Theo," and also the pit, the on campus. By the way, I, my mind must have been on last episode must have been on Moesha. I don't know if I was watching Moesha at the time, and I kept calling the pit the den. And I even wrote in the note, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I wrote, I, I kept saying the den. It is not the den. It is the pit. Like, I don't know what happened. Maybe, like, I was watching Moesha, and then it just got into my head. So, sorry for the confusion on that. So the the on-campus restaurant was the pit that we saw last episode. We did not see it this episode. To my note here is, for the last episode, the pit, the on-campus restaurant, makes its first appearance in that episode with a slightly different design. The pit also showcased a more racially diverse student body as Hillman then would be in later seasons. As I said, once Debbie Allen comes in, she's changing it completely, uh, and it's more... Um, there's more black people, basically. So, uh, sorry for the confusion <laughs> last week. My bad on that. But yeah, so this episode is not the original pilot. Um, but uh, we will get to the original one at the end of this season. Uh, which is kind of confusing, but that's just how it is. So, the synopsis is, Denise hopes to solve her latest uh, financial uh, problems without assisting from home. And so basically, uh, we start, uh, you know, at the campus, and you know, we get shots of actual the actual campuses of an HBCU of Spelman College, and I believe the other one is Clark uh, Atlanta. So they're both at Atlanta. They clearly the you know the Cosby Show franchise loves Atlanta, or is it just because there's more uh, HBCUs in Atlanta? Not sure, because there's also Morehouse for for males, um, for men only. So maybe that's the reason why it's just easier to get clips from there, but I don't know. Uh, and so we see Denise is running uh, back and forth basically because she has to pay the deposit for the dorm fees for her and Jalisa. And um, she's late. CB lets her know that she's late. And uh, Denise mentions she has a cash flow problem. And um, so at this same time this is happening, um, Stevie tells uh, Denise that they're going to have another roommate uh, named Maggie. She's an army brat and she's majoring in journalism and she's lived all over the world basically. But she's from Minnesota, which is Minnesota. I've been there so many times. So I know what Minnesota looks like and all that stuff. Uh, Great state. Um, Not so great for, I guess, black people, though. That's the only 
downside. Uh, but when I my experience has been great in Minnesota. Um, and then Whitley comes to talk to Denise uh, about her new roommate, and Denise basically repeats what Stevie says to her to, to Whitley about you know this this roommate will be amazing. Why is Denise um, and Jaleesa getting another roommate and Whitley's all alone? Did anyone question that? Because I am questioning that. Like, why is Whitley the only one in the dorm room that gets no roommate? That's so unfair. Like, I do understand that there's a bunk bed in um, Chalisa and Denise's room, but, like, there's also another bed in Whitley's room. So I don't understand. You know, Whitley will eventually get a roommate in the following season, but, you know, for this season, this is so unfair. De Denise goes back to her room and uh, by the way, she, Denise brought this like, the, like, you know, the antlers of uh, like a deer, basically. And it's like, it has lights on it. And, uh, you know, Jaleesa is like, why, why do you have this? And um, Denise is like, it adds character. And Jaleesa is just annoyed by this. And so Denise mentions to Jaleesa that uh, they're getting a new roommate. And Jaleesa says, this doesn't bother me. I, I lived with, you know, I think it was seven or eight sisters and brothers, so I can handle this. And so the doorbell, um, someone knocks on the doorbell and it's Maggie. And we find out she is white. Uh, but that doesn't, you don't, that's color I, is not noticeable on, on this show. So that's a good thing. Because, like, I don't know why. I just assume that if you know, a place is, you know, it's a HBCU. I just assume, like, they wouldn't accept white people, but then that would be discrimination right there. So I get it, but it's just, it's so weird to think about it. But I'm, like, wondering if for people that are non-black, would they apply to an HBCU? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, if I was a non, if I was not black and I was living in the States and I had the option of going to HBCU, would I go? I don't know, because it's, like, you assume that only black people would go there, but uh, what would I know? <laughs> and so uh, Maggie's pretty much nervous. She talks too much, uh, but she loves uh, Denise's lamp, and Jaleesa is like, what? <laughs> and uh, we find out that Jaleesa is from New York, uh, sorry, from New Jersey, you know, neighboring states right there. And, uh, and of course, Maggie's from Minnesota. And uh, Maggie goes to make a phone call to uh, tell her parents that she's good. Um, and Jaleesa's just like so... Oh, and before she goes, um, Maggie uh, was like, oh, where am I going to sleep? Uh, and Maggie and Denise go back and forth about which if who's going to get the top bunk or the bottom bunk. Finally, Jaleesa picks for them, you know, uh, Denise's top uh, uh Maggie's bottom, and uh, as I said, uh, Maggie goes out to the payphone to call. Yo, that seems so annoying to, like, every time you want to call someone, you gotta go to the payphone, and if someone else is already using the payphone, we used to live this life. Isn't that crazy? We used to live this life where we couldn't carry a phone with us. We had to, like, find a payphone. Well, actually, I, back then, payphones were common, so you, it's easy to find one, but it's, like, sometimes you have to wait in line to use a payphone. Wow. Hard times, honestly. Yeah, it's later on, and we're at the main floor of Gilbert Hall, and Maggie apparently sent a letter to herself uh, just to make sh that she makes herself feel better. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm not going to go into the details of that. And then uh, Denise comes in um, from the bank and she's sad because her check bounce and her account is overdrawn and she's over by $128. 
And Denise is even more sad now that because she's supposed to be paying for Jaleesa's uh, dorm room fees also. So now they're about to get kicked out t- tomorrow at 9 a.m. So it's so and Maggie suggests like, why don't you ask your parents for money? And Denise was like, I, I can't. I always do that. It is time to be basically an adult. I need to f- get this money on my own. Like she just doesn't want to ask her parents. And I understand. I you, you you're like. I've done this too many times. I, I like I don't want my parents to be the go-to people to always get me money. So I understand her point of view, but it's like you're in a bind. Like, what can you do? You only have less than 24 hours to get yourself out of this situation. And the easiest way is to ask your parents for the money. So I don't know. And so we're done Act 1, and we're going to in, into Act 2, and all of the girls are watching some soap opera show. They're They're all so into it. And uh, by and I noticed that one of the girls that was in this group of girls that we saw, and by the way, Maggie is one of the girls there. Everyone else is just like a background person. But one of the girls that we see in this group, uh, she was in the Hillman episode on The Cosby Show. Uh, if you remember Phyllis, she was the roommate of Denise. And now she's not a roommate of Denise. Like, this is like what's confusing me. <laughs> Because it's like, wouldn't you just have the same roommate as before? But I wouldn't know. I didn't stay in a dorm room. I know, like, year to year, if it depends, like, if you move dorm rooms, um, then maybe things change. But it's it's very strange to me. Um, I don't know. This is... It's weird. I, And, of course, you know, we're not going to see her after season one. But, yeah. Um... And so then the show is over and they all basically leave. And Denise is on the phone while this is happening. And she's trying to get a job over the phone and says, like, can I get an advance, like a $200 advance? And they're like, no. And so she finally calls her home and Rudy picks up. And Rudy's like, do you need some money? And Denise is like, no, I just want to talk to dad. And so Cliff comes and asks, like, are you flanking? Are you in jail? And Denise was like, no, I just want to give you updates. And Cliff was like, oh, hi, Denise. And so Denise tells, says, like, um, you know, hello. And she misses everyone. And she doesn't need or want anything. She just, you know, called uh, to say hi. And so she ended up not asking for any money. And But the weird thing is, like, Rudy asked Cliff, like, does she want any money? And Cliff was like, yes, but she's afraid to ask. So he literally knows that. So as a parent, when do you want to tell, like, be straight up to your daughter and be like, do you want money? But I guess he kind of did, but I don't know. It's just, she didn't really say anything about it. So I don't know. It's, it's a hard situation in this case because he knows what exactly why she was calling, but, uh, she doesn't want their help. So, uh, she goes to her room and she tells Maggie that, you know, um, I couldn't get the money from my parents. And so Maggie's like, I could be the person to tell uh, Jaleesa about the about getting kicked out. So Jaleesa comes into the dorm and she talks about work. You know, she's working in the ca- uh, cafeteria, I think. That's where she's working. She's not working at the pit. We know that for sure because they don't wear those outfits. And Maggie wants to tell. And oh, wait a minute. I just realized 
do we ever see the cafeteria? I, I'm like, as I said, I haven't seen season one in like forever, so I don't know. Because as, as of season two, there is no cafeteria. The pit is the, the only place. So I don't know, but we'll figure that out when we get through these episodes. And um, Maggie tells Jalisa that you're going to get kicked out of the, the dorm room and Jalisa is like so mad because she's like how can you, you make this mistake I thought you were smarter than this smarter than this but clearly you're basically dumb on this part right and uh Denise says like she will handle it um and so Jalisa is mad at Denise she tells her she's unorganized you know and you know, Jalisa's uh, like, did you ask your parents for the money? And uh, Denise is like, I can't. I can't. And, and Jalisa was like, this is not the time to be mature. Like, you need to ask uh, them for money. And she's like, I can't do that. And so Jalisa says that she's going to go and get the money, even if that it means calling her ex-husband for the money. And uh, uh, Maggie, Maggie was like, she has an ex-husband? And uh, and <laughs> Denise was like, yeah, it was a pretty short marriage. And so then Maggie suggested that maybe uh, Denise could go talk to Dean Harris, uh, who we met in the Hillman episode also um, of the Cosby show in uh, season three. And uh, so she, she, Denise was like, it's wor worth a try. And by the way, do you know how much money Denise actually needs? She needs two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. I, you know, I guess back in the day it was that's a lot of money, but um, two hundred dollars now is like nothing. So she goes to see Dean Harris, and he has a night class, um, and he's giving an assignment. And I liked how he was saying to the kids or the students that. Um, you know, if you don't hand it in on time, you get a failing grade. Crazy to think that. Because I feel like, you know, if I think it was the professors I had, if you f handed in something late, you wouldn't have a failing grade, but your grade would be much lower. So you have a less of a chance of getting an A, basically. So that was just one thing I noticed from his talk to the students. And we also, in this whole t time that he's teaching, that we meet Mr. Uh, I guess Cooper. I was gonna say Mr. Cooper, like hanging with like the show hanging with Mr. Cooper, but no, there's a guy named Cooper who also was in. Um, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself here, but he was um, in the season premiere of the Cosby Show. Also, so it's very weird that they brought him back, but we'll get to him uh, uh, when we get to the guest uh, star list. Denise goes to talk to Harris, and apparently he knows so much about her, like the fact that he, she has a 1.7 GPA. How the heck? One point. I had a really low GPA, but uh, I, not that low. Like, and I was studying things I I started to hate. So I like the fact that she got 1.7. Like, is she getting Fs in half her classes? Like, wow, it's it's crazy how low it is. And her major is undecided. And, uh, he, like, he just knows every everything because apparently he knows who's on the naughty list or the nice list. And so the dean says, asks, like, what's the problem? And she says, you know, what happened? Like, she needs money. Can't she get a loan? And De Dean Harris says, loans are for people that are in need. And Denise says, she is in need. And he says, no, you have wealthy parents, basically. You have a mom that's a lawyer and a doctor, um, a dad that's a doctor. 
so this is a personal problem uh, and there's nothing he can do. And she doesn't want to call her parents. She doesn't want for them to take care of her for the rest of her life. Dean Arias suggests if she does a part-time job and he will give her the $200 advance. So he, um, they're, they're going to the student center. So they're not like, and <laughs> Dean Harris is like, the one place you're not going to work is a bank because clearly you cannot handle money. Um, and so we go back to Gilbert Hall and Jaleese comes back from a walk around the campus to figure things out. So, so tomorrow morning she will go to the financial affairs and figure, get it all straight out. And uh, Jaleesa tells Maggie, uh, Maggie that she forgets that Denise is still a kid. And Maggie was like, I'm the same age as Denise. And uh, Jaleesa was like, yeah, you're also a kid. And uh, this is when Maggie finds out that Jaleesa is 26 years old. And Maggie calls her old. What? So she's calling me old? Old? Wow, I feel disrespected. Okay, why would you call her old? Okay, I just, I'm sorry. I got into my feelings right, right when I heard that because I am 26 right now. So, um, but you know, at least you know, Jalisa had some life experience. At least, <laughs> you know, being married and divorced uh, is uh, not a great experience. But um, you know. She, she lived life at least, you know, until she was 26 and then, and now she's living the life for herself. Yeah, I just, that, that hit me hard when, when I heard Maggie say that. Um, although I probably, when I first watched this episode, I think I was 18, so I probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> but you know, I always say, you know, um, if someone calls you old, that is a privilege because, there are certain people in this world that will never get to the age that you are, you know? Um, so I, I don't mind being called old because every year that I am on this earth, I'm living more than, more years than someone else is. Um, you know, there, I, as I, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but there is a person that, uh, like I would say she was like a role model to me uh, growing up in the community. And uh, she sadly passed away at the age of 19 from a, a horrible car accident that could have been prevented. Um, and uh, I remember that she died at 19. And of course, she's she was four years older than me. So I was, I think, 15 at the time. And when I reached the age 19, I was like, whoa, this is the age that she passed away. And so every year from there, you're like, I've lived another year more than her. I've lived another year. You know, when, because this is what happens when someone closer to you pass away. I guess when I've, I've become numb to like all these other people that die from war and, you know, COVID and all this stuff like that. But uh, when it's someone like really close to you and like that died in, in the worst way ever, it, the, that's, um, you start to think about that. And so it is a privilege um, so, so if someone calls you old, take it as a, it's your privilege to say that because you're living, you're outliving other people that might not be able to, to live that age. You know, um, earlier this year, we lost Cicely Tyson at, it was at 96. So for her, it was a privilege to make it to 96. 
Um, and if if you've ever seen any of her interviews in the last maybe 10 years, she says, you know, there's God has given me more time because clearly he has more plans for me. And so I, that's, that's, I, I believe her on that. So Maggie tells uh, Jalisa is a privilege. So, so I just, that's my summary on that. And so uh, Denise comes back and she got the $200. She will be busting tables and working under Jalisa. And Jalisa's like, oh, this will be interesting. And so uh, it's later on and um, Denise calls uh, Cliff. And uh, at this time, Cliff and Rudy are playing chess. And the phone rings and Denise is uh, calling to mention that she thought she needed his help, but she was able to solve the problem legally because Cliff was like, is this legal what you did? And she's like, yes. And so uh, she says, good night, I'm going to bed. And so then he hangs up and Rudy asks Cliff, like, does she still want money? And Cliff says, uh, no, she found a way to get the money. And Rudy was like, good for her. <laughs> and so Denise goes back to the dorm room because uh, it's nighttime. And uh, she steps on Maggie fa Maggie's face. That I would hate that. Um, I hate I hate the top bunk, but at the same time, the bottom bunk it's sometimes annoying because you could just there's so many things happening, and it's just I, when I was traveling Europe, I was staying in hostels, so most of the time you're sleeping in bunk beds. And I for some sort of reason, like there's certain hostels where it's like you're scheduled to be at a certain bed, like, you just with the way you book. So I'd always have to end up on the top bunk, and I was just like, I hate using the ladder to get up there. It's horrible. But then whenever I was on the bottom bunk, it just, whatever room I was in, I heard a lot of noises, and it's just, it was annoying. Um, so no matter what, I felt like there was no win-win situation with a bunk bed. And um, so Denise uh, apologized to Jalisa for you know, the whole situation of the money. And she asked Jalisa to apologize for yelling. And she's like, no, I'm not going to apologize. And so Maggie starts talking, like, by saying, like, I'm sorry, like, pretending to be Jalisa to apologize. And uh, and then all of a sudden she starts talking randomly. And finally, uh, Denise was like, Maggie, stop. And uh, they all say goodnight to each other. And we end the episode right there. And so uh, we have a, quite a few guest stars. Of course, we had Bill Cosby as Cliff Huxtable, or I guess Dr. Heath Cliff's, uh, Cliff Huxtable. Uh, we had Keisha Knight Pulliam as Rudy Huxtable. Uh, you know, and I'm, they were, so as I said, this episode was the same time as Theogate. So they were both on the Cosby show at the same time. And I noticed that um, for this pilot episode, uh, it's uh, the director for this episode was also the same director that directed majority of the Cosby Show episodes and the writers for this episode were all the writers from the Cosby Show so they didn't add any team to do the writing team and have a new dir director come in for this episode I just noticed I noticed that right away because I was like because I you know after watching a, quite a few Cosby Show episodes you start to get familiarized with the names on the credits and so I just right away I noticed all the names that were on the credits for this episode were the same on the Cosby Show. And you know, you remember Matt Williams, the guy that played um, Mr. Westlake uh, in the Mrs. Westlake's episode? He actually wrote this pilot. Yet again, he is a white man. 
and he wrote this pilot. I don't know about the other two writers. I don't, I don't know what their ethnic background is, but it, to me, that seems so wrong, but whatever. That's just how it is. Uh, and then we had Ted Ross who played Dean Harris, and then we had Phyllis playing Phyllis, but she really had a really minor role in this episode. She was only at the soap opera when they were watching the show. The, the, she was only in that scene. We have Todd Hallowell, who plays Cooper. He was, as I said, he was also in the pilot episode of The Cosby Show, and I don't think he did much acting afterwards. And then we had Paris Vaughn, and I don't know much about her. I think she just didn't do anything afterwards. Uh, and so we have, the lesson for this episode is, when lending money, know that you might not get that money back. That's my policy. I, I I don't give money to people. Like if if I don't have, if I can't afford giving you that money knowing I can't get it back, I'll straight up tell you and be like, I'm sorry, no, I, I can't give you that money to borrow. I'm sorry. But if I know that I, I, I can give that money away, I'll give it to you. And, and if you give it back to me, then it's a way, it's always a surprise. You know, I got extra money back, you know, but uh I think that's the lesson here because Jaleesa should have never trusted uh, Denise with uh, paying for her uh, dorm room fees. That's just not right. So, so Jaleesa should learn her lesson never to lend money if she <laughs> if she doesn't have enough money to pay for her fees. And the questions I have for you guys is, well, what did you do to get out of your money troubles? I want to know from you guys. Uh, and use the hashtag uh, different worlds. So the next episode is episode 78, uh, The Cosby Show Season 4, Episode 3, It Ain't Easy Being Green. And I will see you all on the next one.